And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 108 today. Your host, TJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, and first-time guest on the podcast, cameraman, my brother, Chris Savaro. Kurtzman, how are we doing today, brother? I'm good. I'm excited to hear Chris on the podcast. Um, it should be very interesting. What's good? <laughs> my presence is felt. <laughs> Week four recap. Um, I did not see the games this week, but I've definitely talked to people and heard about them. So a lot of insight coming from Kurtzman and Chris. Um, my father, Tommy Savaro, will probably make an appearance on the podcast at some point as well. If you're looking to hear him on here, if you talk to him at the field this week. Um, Kurtz, uh, let's start with big news. Uh, bad look. Not something we want to talk about. Something we have to talk about, though. The Oilers against Ravens game, 9 o'clock forfeit talk to me yeah all all 10 ravens players showed up i i'm i was pissed off when i only saw three oilers players and none of them were jirak and none of them were x and it was very disappointing i i wasn't happy i was mad honestly the entire day because of it probably fueled my fueled my big win but um not happy with it forfeit i'm giving the ravens their season average in points scored, and the Oilers get a zero for the game. Very disappointed in Jirok. Uh, Not the captain I'd expect it from, but it is what it is. Not making a habit of it. No one does not make a habit of it. Show up, play, um, regardless of record, regardless of what you think might happen in the game. Mm. This was the game of the week. Yeah. It was bare down. I put the popcorn emoji uh, (laughs) next to it all week. Yeah. Dad. I know you want to say something about a forfeit. Uh, you can't run from the smoke now. You got to uh, you got to face the music here with your boy, Jarrock. Yeah, I'm very, very, very disappointed. Uh, I talked to a lot of players in the field. They said they wanted me to be vocal about this. They weren't happy. Uh, not only the, the, the Raven players that were there that wanted to play, but also the three Oiler players that were there. Uh, your team's in first place. You're probably like high in the power rankings. How do you not show up for this game? I don't understand it. I'm a huge fan of Jirak, and I can't understand him not being the leader that he is, not having his team there. Uh, made, made no sense to me. It, it is a very bad look on, on the league, and I'm very disappointed in him. I, I agree. Kurtzman, do we have anything else? No, just know that, like, I take this shit personally, so, like, it, it annoys me, so don't do it. I got I got a feeling this will be the last time Jirak does that. And the, o- and, the Oiler, and the Oilers do it. We were critical. We were critical last season when IB and his team did it. So we're going to be critical again right here with the uh, with the Oilers. Let's go to the actual game that was played at nine o'clock. Panthers against the Bucks. Kurtz, I'll start with you here. Oh, um, thought you were going to say something else before I started talking. Well, what um, was I supposed to say? I don't know. Um, this was this was a very low scoring defensive battle. Game of runs. Um, game of quick hitting, quick hitting plays. Uh, first drive, TJ Angstag, they come out 45 yard touchdown. Um, Mikey's talking shit. They're getting hyped up. They get the stop on defense. Also, I thought maybe the Bucks could get a little momentum, um, go up two scores early, put a lot of pressure, a lot of game pressure on Douglas and a lot of um, game pressure to score quickly to keep the game close. But Douglas makes an insane interception where he bats the ball up in the air to himself at the line and then they score two plays later to Oliva and then get another stop 
and then score again, Denoya, and then they get another stop and they score again. And then the game goes flat. No scores basically for the rest of the whole game, second half, until Mikey hooks up with uh, Paul Carter late in the game. But uh, overall, I'm not happy with the Bucks' performance. Uh, defensively, I think they did a decent job. The offense didn't put them in great situations. But it, it, they can't move the ball, and this has been the story with them all season. They're, they, they're only scoring on big plays, and they're not able to consistently move the ball down the field. And I, I wish I could explain why they have a lot of – they have a good line, good receivers. Mikey is a formidable quarterback, but I'm not seeing the cohesion here by this team. Chris? No, I think um... – now, you, you explained the recap pretty good. Mikey just needs more blocking. I think he could get it done. Like, it's just – honestly, it's just blocking at this point. Like, he was yelling at Zach Trey to crack block and stuff. Like, he'll be okay. Like, he moved – like, the first bomb he threw to TJ Angstad, he moved in the pocket nice and threw a, a bomb. And then the end kind of Paul Carter catching the touchdown. And then, honestly, Mike would have took it for six if Mikey Gargano didn't <laughs> didn't tackle him. But – Overall, they'll be okay. I don't think the Bucks are too bad. I think they should have just kept throwing deep and abusing the safety, but they didn't do that. So, what about the Panthers? No, nah, they're they're nice. Joe Denoya caught a nice touchdown over the middle. Joe Denoya's clamps on defense. Apparently, he he knows every every time someone catches the ball, he knows how many yards they got. You know, he said it was lock up this game. Spo, they were trying to feed Spo a little bit to get the offense going and throw to Joe Denoya's side, but it wasn't working. They honestly just clamped up the whole game like Douglas and Jarwar like they just get in the whole entire game and just cause Mikey to not be so good dad that was a pretty fair analogy I don't like I, I love the way the, the Bucks play defense I, I hate the way they play offense and if you can't score in this league it, it's a 50-yard field with, with the first down at midfield you got to put up more than, than two two touchdowns a game two or less They're, they really do not move the ball at all very disappointing. Now, I'm not taking any away from the, the Panther defense. Their, their D-line might be one of the best in the league, and, and it did give Mikey problems, but I got to see a little more offense in the Buck team. It's not enough. What about the offense of the Panthers? I Listen, they do all the right things. They, they know how to move the ball. They get the ball to their, their playmaker, and I always preach that up and down. And, you know, Oliva gets his share of targets and, and catches and, you know, makes things happen. And Douglas, Doug, Douglas is a good, uh, a, a good field general. Uh, he knows what to do to move the ball. He, uh, and, and you know, he surprised me. I, I don't know if he was going to play this good quarterback. He's playing really good. I like the way he's playing. Anything else on this one, Kurtz? No, I just – I'm really impressed with the Panthers. Three and one on the season. They have a, a – Big ball. win. They, yeah, big win. They got a – they have a ball-in group. Um, they have a, a very, very good defensive line. You forgot to mention Rhett, who is a monster every week. Um, Mikey Freeman in the middle of that defense with Oliva and Denoy on the outside. They have, a, they have a really good team, and their final seven for teams when they're in the playoffs is going to be a difficult final seven to handle on both sides of the ball. Douglas has outperformed expectations, I would say, for most people going into this season. So, uh, overall, the Panthers keep pounding. Yeah. You have stats? I do not have stats. You did not upload this game yet. All right. Let's go to the Bengals against the Bears, 10 o'clock slate. Kurtzman, big game for you. You said you wanted to talk about yourself on the podcast, so here's your chance. I'm back. Two to way, baby. Two to way. <laughs> no, uh, I played a really good game, my best game of the season. Had full control of what we wanted to do. 
had a game, a really good game plan, I thought, and we executed well on defense. We rushed for, made life difficult for Garland, played our best three athletes in the back and just basically said, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with our best guys having to be the ones who are making the plays. And uh, all three of us had interceptions, me, Mike, and Jack. So overall, I think we did a really good job stopping their offense and not allowing them to get comfortable moving the football offensively. I was on fire. I was hitting all my throws, running the ball a lot, um, getting all my guys involved. And overall, we just – we moved the ball really well. I think the only t- possession we didn't score was when I short-hopped the ball to Jack where he was wide open for a touchdown. So, um, we're back on track. We're feeling good about ourselves. Another big game this week coming up, but uh, this was a really good win against a team that was 3-0 in the league and teams where people were get, starting to get a little high on. So, um, we had a – temper expectations a little bit. Chris? Uh, I think you, Beer, not being there kind of killed them because yes, every time Joe Dell and Joe DeAngelis weren't getting the job done at all. You just kept running right past them. And on offense, you obviously played amazing. I don't think Trevor played – he didn't play good, but it, I don't, I'm not worried. Like, it was just a bad outing. One of the picks to, was to Danino at the end of half. Honestly, he might have had another pick if you stayed in bounds – but they were just getting Ooh, climbed up and down the field. I was in bounds. Nah, you, you, you were out, but it's okay. <laughs> what else do you think? Not much. I think that the Bengals just – they'll be okay. I think that once you beer comes back, like, he, he just makes plays for them. Trevor was playing defense too. Like, I don't think he usually plays defense, but he was playing defense. And, yeah. Dad, uh, Kurtzman definitely played a great game. I was glad to see. Uh, the Bears show up. Um, I called Jack out, I think, uh, right before this game, saying he's got to step up. You said when was the last time Jack yeah, had a exactly. dominant Bear down game? Nah, exactly. Jay, That's what, oh, I did say Jay that. no top two, he not two. But <laughs> Jack, Jack played a great game. I, I think that was one of the big differences in the game. You know, a, a player of that caliber steps up and plays the way that, you know, is not above his, his game. He played his game, and, and he was great. And I think that that's going to make the best dangerous if he's playing like that every week uh, with him, Danino and Kurtzman playing the way they did, you know, that, that's going to be a tough, a tough out for that. You know, when we play against that team, as far as the Bengals go, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not down on the Bengals. I still think they're a good team. I just thought it was a, a poor performance by Trevor, poor decisions with the ball. He threw three picks, uh, uh, through two and, and, and two consecutive series that really hurt them. And he should actually, I was on the side of when Kurtzman caught that ball. He was in, uh, look at the game film. It should have been four interceptions, but even that on that play, it's just a poor decision. He wanted to throw the ball out of bounds and he kind of lollipopped it across the field and Kurtzman ran up and almost picked that one off. So, you know, just not a good game of decisions for Trevor. And he's a better quarterback than that. I think also to credit the bears, everyone was playing good. Like Schaefer, even Eddie Welsh was pulling some flags. No, they, they honestly played good all together, the Bears. They had a good week. Kurtz, after playing this Bengals team, are you, like, coming into the week, do, are they any less in your mind or any more than what you thought? Um, no, I think they. I think what I thought they were is what they are. I don't think that this game was a clear indication of who they are as a team. Um, I just think that they do have some work to do. Um I heard Trevor saying like he hadn't lost a game since at quarterback in a while. And it, sometimes a loss is good for you. I, the, U beer was definitely a, um, 
a key, a contributing factor into why we were able to get what we want on offense. He's a, he's a really good D line pass rusher. So um, they're a better team with him there. I think his team also needs to stop bashing him Garland. Like sure. He wasn't having the best of games, but like it, it's not easy playing quarterback. So if your quarterback's not playing their best game, you got to prop them up, not trash them and make them more um, anxious to make the big play and to get your team going. So um They'll be all right. They got to regroup, though. They have a big game this week against a team they should beat. So uh, they need to regroup and get back in the lab. And as for the Bears, big win for you guys. Good to see you back on track. Two straight wins now. Yeah, uh, no, I think I, – like I said, I think we needed – I think I needed to get over the championship loss. And getting the win last week got us going, and now we're trying to get to three straight. You have stats on this? No. All right. I don't have many stats. It's fine. Let's go to the next game here. Uh, Steelers against the Jaguars. A 19-6 to score. Kurtzman, you were playing, so did you watch a film on this? Which game is this? Jaguars-Steelers. Yeah, I cut the film for this one. Okay, good. Um, Jaguars came out hot, scored a touchdown on their first possession in like the first minute and a half of the game. Colin Selmeyer touchdown after Nick King, 35-yard, 40-yard catch. Um, and then they just didn't know what they were doing on offense the rest of the game. Um, they played with a lot of subs. It was it was a it was a sub filled game on both sides. Honestly, a little disappointing. I know the attendance in the summer is always a little worse, but both teams have multiple subs. Don't ever really like seeing that, but it is what it is. Um, the Jaguars weren't able to get anything going. The Steelers defense locked in once that first drive was over with. Um, they held them to zero points the rest of the game, basically for thirty eight minutes, probably. Um, the Steelers, I don't know what's good with Sarov's offense. Receivers aren't catching the football. Um, he's making a lot of time for himself. The offensive line is doing a pretty good job. I just think that his receivers need to help him out. They only scored 12 points on offense in this game. Um, 19 total. Rafferty had a, a, a fumble return for touchdown at the end of this one before the Jaguars called the game. Um, I, I just need to see more of the Steelers' offense. They're 3-1, and one, but the offense hasn't really clicked that well yet. And I'm waiting to see it happen. Chris, you saw this game or no? No, I didn't see this game. Dad, you saw any of this or no? Yes, I did. Uh, Sub-filled game. Uh, again, uh, most of it Jaguars. I mean, uh, Jay Kill came before the game. He's remembering uh, losing the season before when he played for Texas Tech when he had to play a team that was filled with subs and kind of upset them. He, he was kind of having that vibe uh, for this game. I, I don't like seeing a team with all subs. It just doesn't tell you what kind of team, you know, can't get the feel of what kind of team they are. But uh, Serhoff slinging the rock, his receivers dropping the ball, touchdowns dropped. I mean, he can't do he can't do anymore. He can't catch the ball himself. He's putting it on his receivers. They're just not catching the ball for him. That's what uh, Giselle said. She said Tom can't throw it and catch it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what you just said. Yeah, like. and that's pretty much the case right now. Uh, when he puts the ball on you, catch with your hands. Uh, I, I don't like this chest catching. It just it bounces out, to, it pops out too much. Catch the ball with your hands. Uh, Steelers got to get better at receiving the ball. I'm not putting anything on Sarov. He's playing great. Anything else, Kurtz? Um, need to see the Jaguars showing up. I know uh, Augie out for the season, but um, need to need to get you guys back going and your own four. But like I said, four games left in the season, and it's only going to take two wins to get in winnable games every week you need need to show up need to play hard um and as for the Steelers yeah Tommy said it right just catch the football 
Mm. You do that, I think you guys will be better on offense. You know, stop having to hear me each week say what's wrong with the Steelers' offense because I promise you, it ain't Sir Off. You have stats? Um, yeah, I do have stats. I think. Hold up. Huh? Yeah, I do. Sir Off was twelve of seventeen, one hundred thirteen yards, one touchdown, two picks. Had thirty rushing yards and a touchdown and a sack. Um, Matt Hughes caught a twenty-eight yard touchdown. Steve Bowen caught five catches, forty-seven yards. Jake Hill had two catches for 14 yards. Um, Chris Valmati had a catch and an interception. Ryan Rafferty had a catch and a fumble return for touchdown. Ali had a catch and Ant Hidiniak had a catch as well. As for who did they play? They played against the Jaguars. Jaguars. So it was 9 to 12, 94 yards and a touchdown and a pick. Nick King, three catches, 56 yards, interception, pass breakup. Colin Selmeyer, two catches, 12 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Musi had three catches for 15 yards. And Rich Ritter, as a sub, had one catch for 17 yards and a pick. All right. Let's go to the next slate of games here. Let's start Seahawks against the Washington football team. 26-24 final score. Dad, did you watch this one? Yes, I did. Good. Uh, great team performance. I, I'll say this every week about the Seahawks. They, they always show up as a team. Uh, Washington football team, uh, they, they they showed up this week. Uh, uh, tall receiver, I, I, I don't know his name, uh, played shirtless. Coach, what was his name? Uh, Demarcus Price. Yeah, oh, he had a great game, and I, I liked the, that uh, that Tommy found him often, and, and the kids got exceptional talent. Uh, him with Paulie on the other side, and, you know, you got uh, Giuseppe coming on, you know, getting on everything underneath in the slot. That's a very, very formidable offense. Uh, I'm surprised that they are still winless. Uh, it's it's a good team. It's a team to be reckoned with. But um, Seahawks, they, they just prevail because I think they just have the better team uh, all around. They just they 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 know how to play the game. They know how to uh, you know eke out tough wins, uh, close wins. It's it's they they find ways to win. Chris, did you see this game? No. Chrisman, did you see this game? Yeah, I cut it. Yeah, I cut the film. Um, what do I want to say about this game? The Seahawks are such a good team. They have so many guys who are really good in their role. They're able to rotate linemen in and are very confident in all of their players to make plays. And that is what a great team in this league is when you hit on all your draft picks. And honestly, they've hit on all their draft picks. I've watched the games. All of their players are competent and are able to make plays and be effective on the field. Um, their last round pick, Ibrahim Hassan. I'm pretty sure he had a he had a, he had a sack and an interception in this game. Like that's what that's the kind of things you need to be a great team in this league is when uh anytime you need a couple guy you need guys to step up, they're able to step up and they're able to make plays. I so love the Seahawks. They got, they got the best they got the best headband players in the league, though. That's why headband. Oh, headband. Yeah, yeah watch the guys that wear headbands in that game. They're, they're they good. have a lot of headbands, yes. Yeah. Um no, I like their team. James has played well. He only turned the ball over one time in this game, which is honestly fine. Um, it's going to happen. But he plays well. He ran the ball a lot in this game. He ran for his the, the go-ahead game when he touched down. Um, but they are just finding ways to win, and I love seeing it because you love seeing new quarterbacks um, win games and be effective, and they are doing just that. As for the football team, um, I it sucks that they're undefe- uh, they're defeated. They've they've played 
they played three good teams in the league when Tommy's been there. Um, and they have another one this week with the Oilers, but they, they played a lot better this week. All the guys showed, most of the guys showed up outside of Sedano. Um, they played well as a team, a lot of production from a lot of different places. DeMarcus Price had a catch, uh, a bunch of catches. Paulie had an interception, a couple catches. Um, Remy had a big play. Tim Howard caught the ball a few times. He's getting all of his guys involved. Um, the defense side of the ball, I guess we just, they need to make sure they're not giving up 26 points. I feel like in this league, if you can hold a team under 20, you should be able to win most weeks. Um, they're on the rise though. They play better each week with Tommy there. So I think I'm he not, needs a full team there. Yeah. He definitely needs a full team there each week. I'm not worried about them because they have Tommy at the helm, but clock is ticking. There are only four weeks to go. Um, the 10 seed only has one win right now. So, um, there is definitely hope for the teams with that don't have a win yet. Just need to start compiling some wins now and not really wait any further. That um, you didn't say anything about James. Give me your James synopsis after this week. I, you know, he does. He knows when to run the ball. He knows when to throw the ball. How'd they defend him? Didn't they defend him in a different way this week? Didn't they? They uh... barely blitzed. They barely blitzed. Yeah. They made him throw, but James is fast enough, honestly, and a good enough athlete where, like, if guys are dropping in some of your seven-man zone, he's able to make guys miss. And um, when he did get the blitz at him, he was able to run. And if he breaks the first level, it's a tough flag to grab. Um, he's an aggressive runner. So uh, I, there's different ways you want to defend him, but he uh, he's, he's, he's looking to the billing so far. He, he all the right ingredients. He knows when to throw to ball to his playmakers. He, he does that. I, I watch him do that. Uh, you know, he gets his lineman involved too when he needs to. Uh, did Coburn have a touchdown this week? He had conversion. Conversion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they, like I said, they, all the little things. You know, the, the running, the, the passing to the playmakers, getting the ball to your lineman. They do everything right. That team. The whole team does everything right. I'm very high on the Seahawks. I feel like you guys had a. Uh... Feel confident if the Washington football team could uh, get their full team there. They show up every week that they're, they're going to be a playoff team. team. Yes, absolutely. All right. Coach, right. you have stats in this game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, James Wickup was seven of nine, 121 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Had Shit. seven carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. Another um, half a day, James. Bryce, two catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Jake Coburn had a five yard conversion and a pass breakup. Mark Kokoda had three catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Also had two pass breakups. Kyle Knibbs, two sacks. Or Kyle Knibbs, I'm sorry. And Don Vitelli, two sacks. Chris Wallen caught a 26-yard touchdown, as well as had four tackles. And Ibrahim Hassan had a sack, an interception, and three tackles. Wow. Um, who did play? Who did play? Football team. Galante. Galante was 15 of 25, 189 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Also had a uh, 22 rushing yards and a touchdown. Um, Jesus, Paul, one catch. Paul, he called it out a one catch for 15 yards and an interception. Giuseppe had a catch for two yards. Jason Ramos had four catches for 37 yards. Demarcus Price had three catches, 75 yards and a touchdown. Tim Howard had two catches for 10 yards and a 30-yard rush. Remy had a 28-yard catch. Um, I don't know his name. He had a catch, a 15-yard touchdown. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. And Avery Rodriguez had a touchdown catch as well. Yeah, he distributes the ball, Tommy. My only criticism is get the ball to Paulie a little more. Yeah, Paulie only had four targets in this game. Um, I don't know if they were playing him any special way. Didn't see anything crazy on the film. So, 
definitely try to get Paul Aiden more involved. He was your number one pick. He's got to do more. All right. I also saw him off the field. I'm not sure if that's him wanting to get off or not, but number one pick shouldn't really come off the field much. All right, let's go to the next game here. Chris, I'll start with you in this Rams against Saints here. You filmed this one, right? Yeah. Good. Give me your uh, your your game breakdown. Uh, the Rams the Rams did their thing. I B had like I think he had two rushing touchdowns. Ryan had a touchdown. Dean had a defensive touchdown. Justin had a touchdown. They were just going off, honestly. Uh, Deshaun just throws too many picks. Um. I don't know the big guy, Micah. That's his name. On yeah, the team. Micah Graham. He's obviously a beast. He he scored two touchdowns, I think. One he trucks out in the end zone, and <laughs> the other one he caught like at the end of the game, type like in the second half. Um, that's really they really just. You said they were playing. You said before the podcast started that they were playing pretty good. Though. It was six six, at and like they both scored, and then it just became a blow after six six, and buddy. I think that's his name. He played he, – he was honestly playing really good. Yeah. He was clamping on defense. He was knocking – he had pass breaks up. And he was honestly catching the ball for yards on offense too, I think. Kersman. Um, Chris definitely hit on a lot of the a lot of points that I wanted to say. I also know the Saints offense moved the ball pretty well. Deshaun just turned the ball over. Um, throwing deep with Justin in the secondary is never really your best option. Um. He's a ball hawk back there. He had two interceptions in this game. Um, if Deshaun cuts the turnovers down, I think they moved the ball well. They had a good game plan because they came out and they were running screens, short passes, moving the ball. They converted on a fourth down. Um, but he got he got Buddy going. He was getting everyone the ball. Um, really, if they turn if they if they cut the turnovers down, they could have been in this game. Like Chris said, it was six six, and then the Rams kind of blew the doors open because there was turnovers, missed. Um, Missed fly grabs, missed opportunities for the offense. But um, give the Rams their credit, though. They came in and they got the job done off a loss last week. Off a loss the prior week, IB came in, made sure that they got the job done on both sides of the ball. Justin Return had a big game. Um, I thought I, – I really I really like the line play ball on both sides for the Rams. I feel like IB really has a line that he can trust. Uh, Bill Heimer, Dean Mitrowski, and Earl. And defensive line-wise, they get pressure on the quarterback and they make life difficult for them. So um, I love the Rams going forward. I think they're a great team in the league. They have a lot of weapons for IB to use. Um, and when they're fully locked in and ready to go, they're one of the toughest teams to beat in the league. Dad. Yeah, before this game, I had a feeling that uh, there was going to be a bit of an explosion on the Rams spot because Justin was pissed he didn't play this uh, last week. And, you know, listen, the first three possessions, he had two interceptions, but, uh, you know, against – against the Saints. Um, and plus, uh, their first possession, uh, first play was a bomb wide open Justin. I mean, he, he came out on fire. And I, I, I was I was telling Amir on the sideline, I even told Deshaun, I said, keep, regardless of what happens, keep your head in this game. And, and a lot of, you know, there were some picks, again, he fell into the, the old habit, you know, not, not planting your foot, throwing across the field. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not blame him on those plays. When your quarterback is in distress and he's rolling right, as a receiver, Roll with him. Don't look for an open spot on the on the opposite side of the field and wait for the ball. I mean, because that's his only option. He's going to throw it. He's going to throw a pick. His receivers got to start moving with him. All right, got to help him out there. I, 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 like I said, I wanted him badly. I, I, I kind of had a feeling the Rams were going to come out on fire, and they did. And I just needed Deshaun to keep his head in the game and do 
move the ball and, and keep doing the right things he's been doing the past couple of weeks. So uh, again, I, 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 Graham's a great target. Get the ball to him. He he could be your playmaker there. I think the Saints will be all right. And as far as the Rams go, you know, Justin's back and and it showed, you know, they got to be dealt with when he plays. Uh, anything else, Kurtz? Yeah, um, Saints spirits were high. I was talking to them after the game. They 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 understood they got beat by a better team. And I think they're going to be fine going forward. I'm not off of them. I think they have a, a good bunch of good guys that want to They just ran into a buzzsaw? Yeah, I think they ran into a team that was pissed off after losing their first game of the year. And uh, is sometimes – uh, I say IB's washed. I say you could throw the narrative out there that he's a 500 quarterback without Justin. That's all I said. The worst narrative I've ever heard. Ever. Yeah, but, yeah, but but you could spin it though. No, no, you can't spin that. You could no. spin it. No. I'd be. I say all the time, IB's the best player in the league. But if you wanted to spin the narrative, you could say IB's a 500 quarterback without Justin. Uh, no, Justin's the best player in the league, and and IB's the best quarterback. All right, IB was 12 to 16, 120 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. Also had eight carries for 111 yards and three touchdowns, and he had a pick six on defense. Um, Justin had five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown, also had two interceptions and caught a conversion. Zach Bilheimer had three catches for 15 yards and a conversion caught. Dimitrowski had two catches for 10 yards and had a sack and a defensive touchdown fumble recovery. Ryan Rougeau caught a 10-yard touchdown, and Dev Span caught a conversion. As for the Saints, Deshaun was 10 of 13, 119 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Um, Julio Coleman had a catch for six yards and three tackles. Amir had a sack. uh, Buddy had four catches for 23 yards, also had three pass breakups and six tackles. And Michael Graham had five catches, 90 yards, and two touchdowns, also caught a conversion and had two tackles. Nice. All right. This is right. All right. Let's move on to the last game of the day. The Cowboys against the Packers. Chris, you were hot about this game, so I'll let you start off and, and start your beef. I don't got no beef. It was, it was a close game the whole time. I think that the Cowboys need to change something. Their offense is, like, consisting of catching the ball and tossing it back, like, on a lateral. They do it, like, every time. Down the stretch, they kept lateraling it, and it wasn't working. They don't really have offense. Um, the Packers, honestly, they played pretty good. Garvey's a beast. Um, he caught a touchdown. I think Pip ran one in on a Matt Hughes flip. Hughes is a beast, too. I think Pip, Garvey, and and Hughes just know how to win bear down games when it comes down to it. And then it was like 20 to 12, maybe, or something. And they just do a Hail Mary at the end of the game. After I'm telling Pip that there's 27 seconds left, just take a knee. They don't want to listen to me, though, so it's okay. They Joe Pip throws the ball incomplete. Then they go for it on, like, a fourth and 20 buck. Like, they didn't punt it. And then it led to the disaster Hail Mary. But they didn't – the other team didn't get the conversion. So, it's game a over. Disaster? Yeah. <laughs> what? They almost, they, caught a, they, almost, they almost could have tied the game because he caught a Hail Mary on the last play because – Pitt didn't need the ball, and then he didn't punt it either. He just let them have a better shot at getting the Hail Mary. Yeah, it was it was honestly terrible game management, yeah. terrible clock management, terrible everything by the Packers. Honestly, lucky they were able to come out without winning this game. Um, I'm pretty sure the Cowboys 
got the ball out for like, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds left. Then throws up a Hail Mary. Um, Bernier catches it in the end zone over two defenders. And they have the opportunity to win the game. And I, I just can't – I can't believe with a team, like you said, Chris, with Hughes, uh, Pip, and Garvey, first of all, make that many mistakes. And not for nothing, Justin Suarez was in the end zone. I don't know what Ed was thinking, not calling him a touchdown. Would have helped the Packers by a lot. And, yeah, and they got a safety, the Packers, too, I think. So their defense played pretty good, too. No, I like their team. Their team is good. Um, no Chase again, no Isaiah again. Their team at full strength is dangerous. Um, Joe Pip needs to play better quarterback. I thought he had a better game this week. Um, they did have that Justin Suarez touchdown called back. Um, uh, as for the Cowboys, I just – I don't know what you need to do. Dan runs a lot. Uh, I like when Dan runs. He makes a lot of plays with his feet. But um, the passing game needs to be more consistent. Offensive line play needs to be a little more consistent as well. Um Throw more deep shots. I feel like he hasn't taken enough deep shots to his two guys that he likes to throw the ball to, the Bernier brothers. So I feel like he needs to just let those guys do their thing. They're both speed guys that can run past people. So let them do what they do best. Next week, um, I think he has his uh, other offensive lineman back, though. Dan, oh, yeah, Cardona is back next yeah, week. Yeah, so he, he'll help. He'll help. Yeah, it definitely should help the offensive yeah, line. 100%. And it's win-now mode for them. And they got to get going their own four now. The Packers move to two and two. Um Packers without their full team for most of the weeks. They actually the one week they had their full team they lost. Yeah. Um, but they looked the best in that week, I thought. Looked okay on Sunday. Um, looking for them to just continue getting better on offense each week and defensively. They honestly have already played they've played really, really good games. So not really worried about their defense, just need to the offense needs to catch up in that department. That didn't see this game. I don't want to Monroe to give someone jersey. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anything else on this one? Um, no, I just hope the Cowboys, like I said about the other own four teams, continue to show up, continue having good fight, good spirit in the games. Because, like I said, there's four weeks left, but only probably two wins to get in. You could be possibly the 10 seed. So. You have stats? Or, or get win three games and go on a run. But, uh, no, I do not have stats in this game. You do not upload it. So, I'll upload uh-huh. it. Um, that's it for the podcast. Everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms that you listen to. Make sure to tell other people uh, to listen to podcasts as well. If you are a family member of someone that plays in the league and you listen to the podcast, shout out to you. A lot of, a lot of family members listening to the podcast these days telling me and Kirkton that they enjoy it. Tell my father that they enjoy it. So shout out to everyone who listens to the podcast. We'll catch you guys. Yeah, Yeah, shout out to Justin's father. What's Justin's father's name? Of course, what's Justin's father's name? Hello? You hear me, Kurtz? I don't know the answer. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Justin's dad. I don't know. I forgot I forgot his name. Shout out to Justin's father. Um, everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you guys tomorrow night for the week five preview. Peace, everybody.